Hello, everybody. It's Melissa. I'm back, and uh, I'm glad you're back. Welcome to another episode. Or maybe this is your first episode. Maybe you're not back. Maybe you're here for the first time. If you are here for the first time, I'd recommend going back to episode one and listening so you have some context of who I am and what I'm doing and what I'm trying to talk about here. So... Do you guys listen to podcasts from episode one if you're starting a new podcast, if you're a podcast listener? I usually do. Unless it's like an episode that was specifically recommended to me by someone um, that starts like, you know, that's like a recent episode or whatever, then I'll listen to just that one. But if I'm starting like a new podcast that I'm just interested in listening to, I will start from the first episode. And then if I don't like the first episode, I will skip ahead like 15 or 20 episodes and listen to one of those because I know from experience um, that maybe the first episode, like maybe people are still working out the kinks, you know, maybe the first episode isn't as good as the following episodes. Anyway, that was a tangent about podcasts and how we listen to them. You're welcome. Welcome to my tangenty brain once again. <laughs> um... So yeah, anyway, I've been having a a little bit of a difficult time lately, and it's hard to talk about for many reasons, but I think the main reason is that, like, I don't want, and I think maybe many of you will, will feel this right along with me, like, I don't want to seem... What is even the right word that I'm searching for? Okay, so the thing I want to talk about today is is the fact that I've been feeling really lonely and dealing with some depression. And the reason that's hard to talk about... <laughs> why can't I find the words to explain this right now? Um, I think I just don't want pity. I guess that's the right word. Like, I don't want people to be like, oh, like poor you. I also don't want to ever seem like this is not me saying that people who have who have depression are weak <laughs> at all because I have depression and I don't f- I feel like if you deal with depression or anxiety or any sort of mental health issue you're that qualifies you automatically as like stronger than probably the average person. But like t- for me personally, I'm like I don't want anyone to think that I'm weak. I guess in the way of like I don't want people to feel like they have to treat me differently, you know, treat me in a, like, like I'm fragile. You know what I mean? I guess fragile is a better word than weak. So, you know, and I think a lot of us, especially in the culture in America, which I'm glad this is changing more recently, like mental health has become a much more acceptable topic to talk about. But I think really like in reality, so many of us still just kind of like drudge through and push through and and kind of hide it because there is still sort of this like stigma attached to it where I think just a lot of people still don't feel comfortable. And I don't know if I would qualify as one of those people who doesn't feel comfortable necessarily. Um, I will openly talk about really anything. I'm a pretty open book as you guys have witnessed. But it is just sort of like a like a weird thing to talk about. It's one of those things that when I talk about it afterwards, I'm like, should I have said all that? 
was that all okay? Like, do people see me differently now? Um, which I know you guys understand. You guys are like the best podcast listeners ever. I just love everyone who has reached out to me. And I can only assume that the rest of you who are listening, the ones even who haven't reached out to me, uh, are just as nice as the ones who have. So, um, I just love this community that's growing around this podcast. It's awesome. Thank you guys for listening and always understanding. Um, but yeah, so it's been, it's been a little bumpy lately for me. Um, I've been feeling immensely lonely, so lonely. Uh, I think now that the pandemic is a little bit like simmering down, like we're all sort of returning back to some semblance of a normal life, even though things are different than they used to be. It's like, we're not quarantined in our houses anymore. Like, you know, it's just not like it was at the beginning. So things are, you know, getting a little bit back to normal. Um, I think that is highlighting for me, um, really what's missing (laughs) in my life. And I'm sort of starting to compare my life now to my pre-pandemic life. And that's difficult because my pre-pandemic life, like the, the two to three years before the pandemic began, um, I feel like those were some of the best years of my life really. Like I, I just, I felt like I was finally at a place where I, I was on like level ground. Like not everything in my life was perfect, but I had a couple of really great hobbies that I really enjoyed doing. Unfortunately, these were all hobbies that required me to be around a lot of people in person. And so when pandemic started, those things were all shut down. And, you know, I had a business, my my partner and I had a business that we really loved and we lost that. Like, there's just a lot of things that were (laughs) going really great. And the pandemic sort of put the brakes on everything. And while that's okay, like while I can look back and be like, okay, like that wasn't our path. That business was not meant to be, we're, my partner and I are both really happily pursuing other things right now. So that's fine. Um, but I feel like the other things that halted mostly like my activities outside of the house, now that those things are kind of starting to resume again and pick back up, I feel like I do not know how to integrate myself back into those things or into society in general. And I think I might have mentioned this on other, at least one other episode, maybe more. I'm sorry if I ever repeat myself, but like I said, I don't really go back and listen to these episodes. And after I record them, I kind of don't even really remember all of the things that I've talked about. Um, so pardon if there's, you know, me repeating any topics or sentiments that I've already, uh, talked to you guys about, but, um, anyway, I've just, I think on the one episode where I was asking if, you know, the pandemic, did the pandemic break my brain or am I in burnout? So I, I'm still not sure about that. A couple of people uh, have reached out to me over the past several months and have asked me about that burnout episode and how I'm doing and like if I was in burnout and if so, did I get out of burnout and how did I do it? And, you know, to be honest, I still don't know. I still don't know if I was in burnout. 
Um, I might have just been depressed. I think for me, um, being understimulated can cause a big problem in my life, especially when it comes to my mental health. Uh, I am a person who really, and this is likely the ADHD side of my brain, I'm guessing, um, I'm a person that likes to have a lot going on. I like it to be stuff that is enriching and fulfilling and enjoyable. Um, but I like to be busy. I like to be stimulated. I like to be going and doing. Um, so needless to say, the past couple of years have been hard. But now that I see other people who I know resuming life and having friendships and doing activities and all of this stuff, now it's sort of like, okay, when we were all home and doing this together, this lonely thing, this sitting alone at home thing, <laughs> that was a little bit more tolerable, right? Because we we're all in the same boat. But now it's not that way. Now there's a lot of people who are, you know, back to what they were doing before and living their lives. And I just can't get there. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> I don't know what's holding me back. I think my friendships that I had um, been nurturing pre-pandemic, I don't even know if they were friendships more than like, some of them I guess I would consider friendships. Um, what even is a friendship? I have a lot to say about that too. But so... Um, I guess a lot of relationships. I can just say relationships with people that I had that were like mostly related to these hobbies and interests that I had. Um, you know, I'm not good at maintaining stuff like that. So the fact that I had these places to go and things to do with these people um, helped to nurture those relationships. When that got taken away, I did not keep pursuing those relationships because I don't do that. <laughs> I really just don't, I really, I don't know how I don't, it's complicated. I don't even know. It's, I mean, it's my autistic brain, I guess, just doesn't really know how to do that. Um, so I feel like I, I just lost a lot of people. I lost a lot of connections. I don't know how to get those back. I don't know how to motivate myself to get back out of the house and get back in touch with people and get back engaged with the world. Um, I think much of this might have to do with my routine-oriented brain. And for the past two years, my routine has been largely uh, centered around being at home. And I have developed a lot of deeply ingrained routines that rely on me being at home. And uh, those are really hard to break. Um... And that's been a hard thing, you know, me trying to integrate back into like some sort of a real way of living and really not wanting to give up my routines that have brought me so much comfort over the past couple of years. Um, so really like loneliness, I think is a, a huge part of it and not knowing how to get out from under that except by forcing myself but then also here's the other piece of this puzzle is that like I want to be social 
I want to see people and go out and have interactions. But also, I do not want to do that. It's like this constant battle in my own brain. Like, I really like to engage with others and have people in my life. But I think... (laughs) I think all of the stuff that comes along with doing that now seems very daunting to me. When it developed pre-pandemic, it kind of developed organically over many, many years of seeking out different activities and, and, you know, just living my life. I developed these different, like, networks of people who seemed like friends, if not that, at least acquaintances and, you know, kind of important relationships in my life. Um... And now, like, I don't know how to rekindle any of that. And part of me feels like I don't even want to now, you know, so I'm sort of stuck in this like limbo area of like, okay, I really want friends, but do I want friends? And I talked about this. I mean, I think, God, it was like episode three or four, wasn't it about friendships? I have not listened back to that since I recorded it, but I do think that I remember talking about this weird, like juxtaposition of like, Uh, wanting friends, but also just wanting to be alone, wanting to hang out with people, but also not wanting to deal with all the stuff that comes with hanging out with people, you know, having to reach out, having to make the plan, having to be flexible, having to integrate this plan into your day, you know, the possibility of plans changing, um, the stress of the actual hangout, the recovery time after a hangout. Like when I start thinking about all that, I'm like, maybe I just stay at home. (laughs) Anyway, so this has really led me to to just start feeling super lonely though. I don't really know what to do about it. Um, I talked to my therapist a little bit about this, um, at our last appointment and, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, she's not autistic, so I am not sure that she really understood some of the hurdles that I face when it comes to this topic. Um, And so I didn't really feel very validated. I feel like she was trying to imply that, you know, yeah, friendships are hard. They are hard to maintain. It does take work. It is a relationship, you know, and and we're talking about all this stuff and I'm like, yeah, but... (sighs) I know, I know for everyone that friendships are relationships and you have to tend to them and you do have to, you know, they do require work. But for autistic people, that is one of the hallmarks of autism is, you know, social differences and and social struggles. And it is, there is a marked difference in the things that we as autistic people have to deal with when it comes to this topic. Um, So I felt like that was the first time in therapy. My therapist is great. I really enjoy her. She's helping me a lot. I've, I've, I've grown in many areas already and I've only been in therapy, I think two or three months now. Um, so, but this was the first time with her that I actually was like, Ooh, I, I don't feel like you understand just because I, you're not autistic. This is a moment when I need an autistic therapist to talk to, um, or someone who, uh, is knowledgeable about, about autism and how that can, present, uh, challenges in your life. So, um, yeah, so that, and just life has been very 
again, since the pandemic, it's been very unpredictable. It continues to be unpredictable. Things are shifting and changing all the time. Um, and that sort of vibe, that undertone of just uncertainty in my life, I think it's just reached the level now. Like, I, it's always been hard for me to deal with stuff like that, but I feel like I, I can deal with stuff for a while, but then it gets to the point where it's like, okay, I've had it up to here. And if you can't see me, which you can't, cause this is a podcast, I'm pointing to the top of my head. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I need life to get back to normal and I wish I could just snap my fingers and make it happen. Like, can I just snap my fingers and everything just go back (laughs) to how it was or at least go back to being predictable and manageable because it's been chaos I mean I'm very lucky I have a lot of things to be grateful for but as you may know if you're a person who's ever been depressed when you are depressed It's hard, if not impossible, to have gratitude. I've been trying really hard every day when I'm feeling down to look around and be like, okay, let me look, let me think about the things that I'm grateful for. I have so much to be grateful for. But when you have that dark cloud over your head following you around everywhere, it's so hard to like see any of that and or to really, I can see it. I can acknowledge that it's there, but to like feel it, to feel the gratitude is really hard. And then that makes me feel guilty. And then it adds on to the depression. You know what I mean? If you've ever been depressed, you know, it can be like, a. this is how you start to spiral because one thing leads to another. And then you're like, oh, I can't feel gratitude right now. Oh, I'm horrible. I should be grateful. And then that makes you more depressed. And then I talked to my partner about it and they were concerned about me, rightfully so. Um, and then I'm like, God, I'm so, I shouldn't have even said anything. Now they're worried. They have enough to worry about. I, you know, I feel like a burden. I feel like I should just be able to get it together. You know, these are all not, not valid thoughts or feelings. These are not true. Like I'm allowed to be depressed. It is a thing. But somehow when you are depressed, you're so hard on yourself. You're so hard on yourself. And then it's just harder and harder to get out of it. So I'm doing okay. No one needs to be worried. I'm not having any, um, you know, like thoughts about self-harm or, you know, suicidal ideations or, you know, I'm not, I'm not struggling with anything like that. It's just like this, this low mood, this low motivation, low energy, this zest for life that I used to have is just not there right now. And I like that I have that zest for life. I want it back. I really do. That's just like, um, my partner had mentioned to me like, Hey, you know, maybe you should consider going on medication for a little while. And I'm like, Oh, I, I know medication can be necessary and can really work wonders for certain people. For me, it's a last resort. I think I have said this also before on the podcast where it's like, I'm a person who's really sensitive to medications. I, if there's a side effect to be have, I'm, to be had, I'm probably going to get it. Um, when I tried antidepressants before in my early twenties, they didn't really work for me. I couldn't find one that really, um, took away my symptoms or helped 
in any sort of meaningful way and I did get a lot of side effects from every medication I tried. I tried so many of them because I kept just getting all these side effects and the side effects made me feel worse, not better. And like, I just don't really want to go down that road right now if I don't have to, especially since I'm trying to, you know, be in school and I'm going back to work. I have all, I have all of this stuff on my plate and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to start messing around with that again because it really was disruptive to my life the first time around when that happened. Um, so anyway, that's my story. <laughs> that's what's been going on with me lately. Um, then even just talking about this right now, I'm like, oh, am I really going to publish this? Oh, I feel so just weird talking about it. I don't, I don't know why. I, I, I don't want to be like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why it feels so weird. It's just probably because it's vulnerable. And whenever we're talking about vulnerable stuff, it can be really hard and it can feel really weird. Um, also, I know that a lot of people listen to this podcast now, and that's definitely made it a little bit more difficult. Um, I'm still trying my hardest to be really authentic and and open and everything, but like back when I was like, maybe no one will listen to this ever, it was way easier to put it all out there than now I'm like, oh my gosh, a lot of people are, are listening, which I'm glad. I'm so glad. And, and like I said, I, I love everyone and everyone's been so nice um, so far. I mean, I'm sure I'll eventually get, uh, I mean, I think whenever you're making things public, you're going to get a, uh, get some people who are not nice to you, but uh, I'm preparing for that. It's fine. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen, but I think it's inevitable when you're putting yourself out there. But anyway, for the, for now, everybody's nice. It's great. I'm rambling. It's fine. I think I need to go make my dinner now. I'm kind of hungry. I'm going to make potatoes. I really am craving some potatoes. I got stuff to put on them, like some vegan cheese. I just went to the grocery store with vegan cheese, some guacamole, some salsa. Does anybody eat their potatoes like this? It's like a, it's like potato nachos, almost. <laughs> or am I weird? Um, anyway, I think that's all I wanted to say. You guys don't need to know what I'm having for dinner. I'm having a very like ADHD squirrely brain day. So I hope everything I just said was fine and made sense. Um, yeah, that's all. Thanks for listening. My nose is very stuffy, if you can't tell. Also, my throat is very scratchy because I just fed the goats their hay. And as you all know, I'm very allergic to hay. And I'm, like, having a problem right now. Um, so, okay. I'm going to let you guys go. <laughs> um, if you want to reach out, email address and um, the Instagram uh, information are going to be in the, the show notes. And you can do that. And... If you could leave a rating or a review, if you're enjoying the show, that would be also great. Some of the platforms allow that, some don't. If you're listening on a platform that does, I really appreciate it. And it really helps other people find the show and all that jazz. So, okay, that's all for now. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.